<sighs> you know, everybody's everybody's making fun of the Dallas Cowboys right now. Dallas, they lost again. They lost for the first time in two years to the Philadelphia Eagles. Skip Bayless once again threw his <laughs> threw his Ezekiel Elliott jersey in the trash. Along with the Dallas Cowboy hat. He's going away. He's done. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done. I'm done on the season. Everybody is just memeing the Cowboys, making fun of the Cowboys. Everybody is. I I, I said this, didn't I predict this? People were going to shit on the Cowboys. I predicted this, ladies and gentlemen. So to all the people... Who are celebrating my demise, celebrating my fall, because I predicted that Dak Prescott was going to overcome his injury and beat Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. To those people that that are celebrating the Cowboys' demise, the, the loss of the Cowboys, I got a song for you guys. tonight we're gonna have a party tonight i just came back turn it down a little bit turn it down turn it down just a little bit oh yeah we're gonna have ourselves a party tonight ladies and gentlemen didn't i predict this i predicted this when they lost against the bills or the bears i can't remember it i said to myself get them out of dallas Get that redhead Jason Garrett out of Dallas. I'm done. I'm so sick and tired of this dude. And this is an amalgamation. This football game is such an amalgamation of the season. I'm so happy that they lost in this fashion, 9-17, to in an embarrassing route in Philadelphia. I'm so happy. I cannot believe that he... Uh, I mean, Christmas has come early. It's supposed to be on Wednesday. It came on Sunday. It came early. Santa Claus put my gift under the Christmas tree. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my good. Oh, Dallas Cowboy. Oh, listen, pause the music. Pause the music. Pause, pause the music. Let me preface this by saying, if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, this should 100% be a night of celebration for you because we got him out of Dallas. We finally... Got him out of Dallas. We got that mediocre, that mediocre, below average, just disturbingly bad head coach and the second son of Jerry Jones. We got him out of Dallas. Finally. This whole season has just been an embarrassment for this football team. And it's been all been at the head. At the head of this dude, Jason Garrett. And he lost in dramatic and perfect form. The team, once again, was not ready to play football. On Sunday, you got all week to practice. You got all, Dak Prescott is like, damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. You would expect that the, that, that the freaking coaching staff would develop some type of game plan, something to help out Dak Prescott because he's freaking, he has a torn AC joint. You may even want to rest him for next week. Let me check. Let me check out the Dallas Cowboy record, so that way I can play, turn, turn, play my music again. Play because <laughs> we're gonna 
but listen, it's 11.30 at night. I had a 16-ounce of Red Bull, not a 40, 16 ounces of Red Bull. I'm hyped up on energy and, caf- and, and, and caffeine and sugar. I, I, I drank, I ate a whole lot of stuff today. I'm so happy tonight. This is a great night if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. It's going to sting. There's going to be some mud slinging tomorrow. Everybody's going to absolutely crap all over the Dallas Cowboys. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm reading this article, Fox News. Cowboys stuck in Philly for a few hours after charter plane deemed not viable get trolled on social media. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care that much. Where's the record? Where's the record? Here it is. Here's the record. Let me check out the record. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Record. Records. Let me get it on so that way we can so that way we can <clears throat> look at this football team in all of its glory. So that way you can understand my pain. As a Cowboy play, as a Cowboy football fan, I'm not a player. I'm a fan of the team. Turn the music up just a little bit while I'm doing a little bit of homework. Let's celebrate. There's a party. You're invited. To last throughout the year. Oh, yeah. So bring your good times and your laughter, too. We're we going to celebrate and party with you. Come on in. I don't want to have to scream over <clears throat> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Pa- pause it. Pause it one time for the one time. By the way, actually, keep it Keep it going. Keep it going for, for a little while more. Listen. I am 24. Let me introduce myself. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Pause the music now. So we got the record here. I got the records. Want to check out Jason Garrett's record? <clears throat> Here we go. From 2010, he took over for Wade Phillips. Six and ten, eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, twelve and four. That was the 14 season. Four and twelve. That was the uh, the season where Romo was injured. Thirteen and three. Dax for a season. Nine and seven, ten and six, and probably eight and eight. It's seven and eight, by the way. But let's take a look at the Dallas Cowboys. In 2011, going all the way to 2010. So this is three years of just of just mediocrity. Who did they lose to? They lost to the New York Giants, which would have given them the one seed in their division. So that way they could go on and actually compete in the playoffs. Lost to the Giants. <laughs> 31 to 14. Right? Let's take a look at the second year. Because Jerry, because remember how Jerry was like, you know what? We got the best chance to win the Super Bowl with Jason Garrett. We got the best chance to win the Super Bowl with Jason Garrett, right? That next year, they lost 28-18 to against Washington. Giants and Washington. End of season game that would have given them the playoff stint. Then going to 2013, another 8-8 season. Lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in a closer game, 24-22. to So they get routed. Play my music again. Play it again. Yeah! Yeah! So he gets routed 
for three straight years by divisional rivals on the way to the playoffs. I love that the same way that he went in to the Dallas Cowboys. He's going out. He's going out. He's gone. Say goodbye. Later, Gator. We'll see you never. Never again. I'm so happy that he lost in such a horrific fashion. They decided, I'm, I got their stats, I got their numbers right here. Let me pull up the numbers, right? Because everybody throughout the entirety of the week is like, you got to run it with Zeke. You got to run it with Zeke. You got to run it with Zeke. Well, guess what? They ran it with Zeke, and they failed again, and the defense gave up 10 points in the first quarter. You like that? I hate that. Dak Prescott was 25 of 44, and he had an injured shoulder. I don't know, maybe put in more offensive linemen and more tight ends into your offensive freaking position, and maybe you have some more upfront blocking up the middle, so that way you can give Zeke a chance to run up the freaking gun. And on top of that, on top of that, you have your freaking injured quarterback, 25 or 44 for 265 yards. Jesus Christ, what are you trying to do? Get him killed? Absolutely pathetic coaching job by Jason Garrett, and it I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh boy. Mm, mm, mm. Dougie P came back once again. And by the way, pause the music. Pause the music. Everybody's gonna be like, well, 24, you said Carson Wentz's batter is is worse than Dak Prescott. You said, why couldn't Dak Prescott beat him? Well, because Dak Prescott was hurt. Obviously, he was hurt. Obviously, he was hurt. But don't worry. Carson Wentz, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles, to the Philadelphia fans. Congratulations, you beat us. Everybody's going to be doing a whole lot of this. Tomorrow, when it comes to Carson Wentz, they're going to be sucking him dry. Everybody's going to be talking about how Dak Prescott isn't very good and blah, blah, blah. I love it how the narrative, I I guarantee you what's going to happen tomorrow. I guarantee this is what's going to happen tomorrow. Everybody's going to start saying, well, Dak Prescott, he's not very good. He's not as good as Carson Wentz and all that good jazz. And they're going to start saying, well, Dak Prescott, he had everything and Carson Wentz had nothing. And I'm like, I don't recall anyone saying that two years ago when Dak Prescott didn't have Zeke an offensive line and a defense and Carson Wentz beat him in Dallas. And everybody was like, see, 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 that's how bad Dak Prescott is. I don't recall anybody coming to Dak Prescott's defense, but that's neither here nor there. Congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, you finally, he finally went to the playoffs and it's, fourth year and he's gonna get booted out in his first freaking game he's gonna and I say this every single week everybody wants to try and galvanize the Wentz train everybody's gonna be like Carson Wentz is such a great quarterback he's so great he's so good he's so fantastic they said that about Darnold they said that that about Trubisky they said that about Josh Allen they said that every single time a mediocre to slightly above mediocre quarterback beats Dak Prescott. They're like, they're so much better than Dak. And then the Sam Darnold had the seeing ghost game after the Dallas game. Uh, Josh Allen had the game against Lamar. Do I even need to mention Mitchell Trubisky? Because he's been terrible after he beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so again, some mud will be slung. Some poop will be fired. And it will be smeared all over the silver and blue star. But don't worry. We'll clean it off. You can clear off some mud. You can clean off some crap. You can clean it off. You can get that damn Jason Garrett out of Dallas. There's no more excuses now. And I love it. I absolutely love it. As much as I would have loved it for Dallas to beat Philly in Philly, this is even better. 
Because Lincoln Riley's going to come to town. Because you want to know why? Bold prediction right here. Right here and right now. Lincoln Riley's going to coach for his job in uh, in a couple of weeks. He's going to play LSU, and he's going to beat LSU. Upset. Upset. I'm already calling an upset. Lincoln Riley is going to beat LSU in the college football playoffs in, what is it, in, a, in about a week? In about a week on Saturday, right? Saturday, he's going to beat LSU. He's going to beat him, and he's going to qualify himself as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And Jason Garrett, if he's not gone within a month after this season ending, I'm going to be screaming at Jerry Jones every single time I get on the mic. You can guarantee that. Book it. You can bet your bottom dollar. Ladies, well, we're still having a party, ladies and gentlemen, in 24's podcast. Woo, play that song again. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Remember when you said that Jason Garrett was your best chance of going to the Super Bowl and everybody was calling for him to get fired? Maybe you should have fired him. Maybe you could have won a couple of football games. Everybody, Jane Slater was like, you know what? Everybody in the locker room, he, they sure do respect Jason Garrett. They respect him. They respect Jason Garrett. They sure don't respect him enough to win football games. Turn up just a little bit. Just a little bit. I want to hear. I want to hear. Yeah, man, we're having a party tonight. We can win a Super Bowl with this guy. Come on! Come on! It's a celebration. Alright. So, everybody's gonna go tomorrow and be like, oh my god, Carson Wentz, 319, 77% completion percentage, one touchdown. He was so fantastic against the Dallas Cowboys, so fantastic. Alright, let's see him in his first playoff game. Let's see what happens when he actually goes up against a actually head coach team. And I made a list, ladies and gentlemen. I made a list. I made a list of, uh, <clears throat> of, uh, of, of head coaches that are better than uh, than Jason Garrett early on because Jay, hold on hold on let me this is absolutely utterly laughable let me pull it up let me pull it up I love this I absolutely pause the music pause the music we're gonna do a deep dive Mwah! I love I love this I love being right I love it so much uh, there's something about being right and everybody else being wrong that's just it's it's just so appealing to me. I love it. <clears throat> Here we go. Here we go. Here's Jane Slater, like a week ago, talking about the status of Jason Garrett. Here it is. Here it is. There's a pregame speech that, that Jason Garrett gave to the team, not necessarily known for pregame speeches. Jane, have, did you hear about this and know what he said to the guys? So here's the thing about Jason Garrett that is so fascinating to me. I feel like there's a lot of coaches in the league who like you to talk about what they do, how they motivate their players. It, it typically gets out about, you know, how they encourage them. We don't always hear that from Jason Garrett, but as I've done some sort of digging in the last couple of weeks because it has seemed like his seat is about as hot as it's ever been. I've always laughed off this notion that it's a hot seat because I've always felt like 
it's lukewarm based on his relationship with the Jones family and also the way that his players have always so publicly supported him. There you go. She says, well, you know, all these players, they publicly support him. All these players, and I'm going to play you another clip in a second. They're going to play, oh my God, all these players, they publicly support him. They love him. They love him. They love him. They love him. Here we go. Here's another clip. And and she's going to talk about the possible replacements for Jason Garrett. Oh my God, there's, you know, all the players, they respect him. They love him. Okay. Okay. Here you go. here's, Here's... her in July of this year. And I was like, I got to play this literally every single time we talk about Jason Garrett. You start hearing guys talk the way that, that he talks. Dak really respects him. Um, so I think that's the reason why Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones keep him around. They respect him too, but I think they just haven't had a better candidate. I mean, show me someone better that the Cowboys would potentially go after. I'd rather go with the devil that I know if I'm those guys. And that's why the Dallas Cowboys are a bunch of losers. I would rather go with the devil. How about you don't have a devil as your head coach? You know? There's a saying in, 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 uh, in not only in Christianity, but in life. Exercise your demons. In ex- what's it called? Ex- in exorcism? Exorcism your, de- your demons or exercise them. Get, the he- get them out of Dallas. Get them out of your body or work them to death. They work Jason Garrett to death. It's time to get him out of their body. Let me let me read you some names here of head coaches that are better than Jason Garrett. And I crossed a name out, Matt Nagy, uh, but everybody else is still there. I got them all. Doug Peterson, Mike Zimmer, Pete Carroll, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Ron Rivera, Bruce Arians, Mike McCarthy, Anthony Lynn, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley, Frank Wright, Chris Cliff Kingsbury, Gary Kubiak, John Gruden, Matt LaFleur, LaFleur, Sean McDermott, Matt Patricia, and Bill O'Brien. That's like 20 plus head coaches, by the way. Plus, I would take pretty much everybody who's in a high-powered offense right now. I would literally take anybody over this dude. He's so freaking terrible. Everybody's going to say, well, he wins a lot of football games. Yeah, but he doesn't win playoff games. And he certainly doesn't win the big games, right? This is a big game, right? This is a divisional game, correct? You dominate the Eagles in the first game. You have like two or three turnovers in that game. You absolutely shred them. And when the division is on the line, you got a trip to the playoffs and you don't make a play? You don't instruct these dudes. Wentz is all alone. He's all by himself. And they couldn't find a way. And worse yet, your quarterback is hurt. You couldn't find a way. They couldn't find a way. Bill Belichick always talks about it. You find a way to win. Want to know what Jerry, what's his face? Jason Garrett does in bye weeks when he has to prepare for teams, you want to know what he does? He goes to Los Angeles and watches the Dodgers game instead of preparing for the Tennessee Titans. That's why he's a loser. He doesn't prepare enough. That's why the Dallas Cowboys, under his tutelage, were a bunch of losers. He's gone. His ass is gone. Adios. Bye-bye. See you later. Jane Slater, for, for months, has been trying to defend this guy. And I'm like, where do you see any of, where, where, where does anyone see any success with this dude? Question, what's success? Everybody's like, well, you know what? He wins a lot of games. 10 years, he's not been to a championship game, Super Bowl or NFC championship game. 
All I hope when it comes to him being a head coach is that the reports are true. (laughs) And that Washington and the Giants, they want him. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Please, please get Jason Garrett. Please get Jason Garrett. Please, for the love of God. I hope that the Washington team... I think that it's BS. I don't think they actually want him. They're like, they play against him twice a year. They just watched him play. They're going to watch him play against Philadelphia in the offseason. And they're going to be like, that team, for the last couple of weeks, not for the last couple of weeks, but really for the entire season, they've been lackluster offensively, lackluster defensively. They don't know what they're doing. All I can say is, is man, I hope, I hope the reports are true. I hope they are true. I hope he does go to Washington, to the Giants. Zeke had 13 carries, 47 yards, 3.6 per carry. Some people are going to say, well, you got to run the ball more. How about this? You actually strategize for your teams, right? Everybody loves to say, you know, Dallas is a running team. They got an offensive line. They got Zeke. You got to run the ball more. How about this? Um, You strategize for teams. You exploit their weaknesses. You bolster your strengths. How about that? Don't just constantly go and say, you know what? We have a strong running game. Let's run the football. Hey, what happens? Let me put it to you like this. What happens if another team has Lawrence Taylor, J.J. Watt, Khalil Mack and a bunch of other Hall of Famers in their front seven, but they have a bunch of five foot nothings in their secondary. But you have Walter Payton and a bunch of scrubs. Oh, God rest his soul, by the way, and a bunch of scrubs on the offensive line. Do you run the football or do you pass it? You pass it. You got Payton in the backfield again. God rest his soul. But it doesn't matter. You don't want to have to go through that hammerhead. You want to have to go through their weakness. And I didn't get it. I don't get why Dallas, they seem to be stubborn about it. They're like, run the football. We run the flip. Listen, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat in Dallas. They don't understand how to skin it. So thank you to Jane Slater that said, you know what? The Dallas Cowboys, they got themselves a great head coach. You know, they got to, you know, they, they better go with the devil that they know instead of the devil that they don't know if I'm those guys. Okay. All right. All right. Going with the devil that they know. Well, by the way, I never got that phrase. I never understood why people are like, I would rather go with the devil that I know. It's like, well, you're, you're, you have Satan as your partner. What? Why not get Jesus? Why not get some Jesus, James Slater? Why do you have Satan? Get Satan out of your mind. Go to church. Get to him. Get him out of your body. Go to church. Read the Bible. Pick it up. Get some Jesus. Get church in your life. You need Jesus. Not saying that Lincoln Riley is Jesus, but I'm saying in in this analogy, Lincoln Riley is Jesus. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah coming to Dallas. Get that, get that devil out of Dallas. Get him out. Get him out of Dallas right now. The devil that you know over the devil that you don't know. What? Anything would be better. It's like, it's like any port in a storm. Anything would be better than this dude. But Dallas, they now have every, they have all the motivation. They have all the firepower. They have every opportunity to go out this offseason and go ahead and, 
and get themselves an actually freaking head coach. And by the way, while you're at it, get yourself a defensive coordinator or somebody else. Because these guys, they stink it up. Rod Marinelli, uh, Chris Richard, I can see you now why Seattle, they moved off of him. There is no reason. There was no major injury for the Dallas Cowboys this offseason. There is no reason why this football team should not be a 10-plus win team. Period. End of discussion. And they're now 7-8. and eight. They cannot win nine games. They are only capable of becoming a 500 or below team because of Jason Garrett. Last season, the team carried them. I thought it was obvious. I was like, there's no scheme. There's no schematic. They're just talented. And they're just beating the brakes off of everybody. They need direction. They're like an angry tornado that's trying to hit mainland China, but every single time they go out the port, they, they're like, they, they find themselves lost in the Atlantic Ocean, and they're like, well, let's go to Europe, and it's like you're not even in the right trajectory. You need to go to the Pacific Ocean. Maybe not a tornado, maybe a hurricane trying to hit China. It's like, go to China. Go to the Pacific Ocean. That's faster. Stop trying to cr- going across mainland Europe. Stop trying to wreak havoc. Go to freaking China. Go to the Pacific Ocean. What the hell are you doing? Sorry. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Just, you know, come on, man. This isn't hard. I feel like this isn't hard. But all last year, all I heard was, oh, man, you know, you got to give him a second chance. And it's, isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? Contract year. The the three years that I mentioned, the 2011, 12, and 13 seasons, where nothing was at stake. He was going to get an extension because Jerry Jones loves him like a second son. It's funny how during those seasons, they did absolutely nothing. The Cowboys did nothing. He still had a job. Contract year. Apparently, Jason Garrett, he was mad that he didn't get a contract extension, right? Isn't that funny? Doesn't get a contract extension. <coughs> and Dallas is like, you know what? You gotta, you're on a prove-it deal. You're on a prove-it deal, right? Go out and prove that you can win us football games. So he's like, I'll go out and prove it to you. And he goes seven and seven and eight in, in 17 weeks, 16 weeks, 15 weeks. He's still got one more game to win or lose. Oh my God. But here we go, Dallas. And everybody's like, well, why don't the Cowboys, why don't the Cowboys run it? Why don't the Cowboys run it more? I'll tell you why right here. Big boy formation. They got, what is it? What is it? Two tight ends in the football game. They got Coop and Gallup <clears throat> on the football field. Zeke in the backfield. Dak under center. This is why you don't run it every single play on first down with Zeke. First and 10, 21-yard line. It's a simple play up the gut. And the Eagles, they load up on the line. It's like, no, we're not going to allow you to do that. Hey, maybe you put in a fullback and you get and you let Zeke try and attack the edge. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you send out, what's his face, Zach Martin. Maybe you have Tyron Smith out there, out on the edge, blocking 300-pound dudes going up the hill against a linebacker in one-on-one. <laughs> Fullbacks as well, leading the charge. Like a horse-drawn carriage, they got the Sooners. They got the carriage in the backfield. They got the big package. Here's the delivery. 
I don't know. I mean, I was watching the Ravens. They had Lamar Jackson, a running back, and two tight ends in the backfield. I mean, it's just it, it just confused the crap out of the other. It confused the crap out of the Browns. They couldn't do jack. They could not read what Lamar Jackson was going to do. They could not read what the Baltimore Ravens were going to do. Period. End of story. They just couldn't. There's no way. Because the formations that they were running suited the run game. They had the tight ends for the athleticism, even though they have a great offensive line. They had the running back out there. They could do everything. And they did do everything. And they absolutely decimated the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns, they looked like they were winning the football game for a second. Then the Baltimore Ravens shut their foot on their throat. And they said, you will not beat us in Cleveland. We will avenge that football game. Mm. Nice pass to Michael Gallup. You wouldn't even expect that. That what's his face? Dak Prescott is injured on third and 10, right? So everybody's like, well, why don't the Cowboys, why don't the Cowboys run the football more? Because it's third and 10. It's third and 10. And it's like, well, we got to get some yards here and there. We got to get them. You know, we got to find a way to get some yards. So on first and 10, what do they do? They run the football like everybody else is pounding on the desk. They get zero yardage. So then what do they do? To try and get some yardage, they then go and they then pass the football. So that way it's third and manageable, right? And et cetera, and et cetera, and et cetera. And it repeats itself. The cycle repeats itself. And there's no way, like first and 10, you already know it's going to be run up the middle. There's no edge play. There's no, there's no interesting, like, play calling there's nothing they get inside penetration with Fletcher Cox and it's like it's it's a wrap it's like they know what plays you're running bro what are you doing and it's like Michael Gallup just gained like 50 yards on one passing play I'm not saying that you take shots with Prescott literally on every single first down or every single down that you're throwing with him because he's injured but it's like mix it up throw out throw some screen plays in there you know like every single team that doesn't have a deep threat at wide receiver, do you know what they're doing? They're throwing screens. So now Dak Prescott, and by the way, Michael Michael Gallup, he's had a horrible season, man. I've seen like I just saw an easy first down for him. Oh man, everybody wants to complain about Nelson Aguilar. Jesus Christ, Dak Prescott has the most drops in the NFL right now as a football team. He's just like Michael Gallup needs to work on catching footballs. <laughs> I'm like, that's what he needs to do this offseason. Work on actually catching the football. All right, so I'm, I'm just watching the game right now, and I'm just like, I, I just don't get it. How has he been allowed to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? I don't get it. Third and 10. By the way, Dak Prescott's hurt. Rolls to his left. Looks down the field. He's going to run. And by the way, I think Dak at one point in the game, and he has an injured shoulder, and he trucks a dude. He's trying to sacrifice. He's sacrificing his body for the football team. That's why you're going to pay him 40-plus million. If the Dallas Cowboys, if they try and skimp on this dude, right, they try and skimp on Prescott, I may lose my you-know-what. He has 4,599 yards, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 97.4 passer rating. He gets decked in the right shoulder, and he does not care, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-mm-mm. That is exactly what you want from your quarterback. I think Forbath 
49 yarder. I think he misses this. That's a great kick, man. <clears throat> That's a great kick. I don't know how the hell he hit that. But I was watching. Whew, I got candle wax literally all over my freaking journal. All of the freaking things are now freaking. Ah, that was. That was bad. All right. That's fine. Like I accidentally hit my candle. I was doing something. I don't know what the hell I was doing. You know what? That's good. That's fine. I still get it for tomorrow. Which, by the way, we will have two podcasts. Technically, it's already Monday. We will have two podcasts tomorrow. A video gaming one. I don't know how long it'll be. It will probably be short. I'll probably just wake up in the morning and record it and just go off the cuff. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to come into that podcast really unprepared. Then we're going to cast Monday night. The final Monday night of the year. I'm watching this football game and all I'm thinking of is, man, like this is, this is the same old, same old. You're not really trying to establish the run. You're just trying to dominate the line of scrimmage, which everybody's going to say to me, well, 24, that's a part of the run game. No, it's not. You have a bunch of different options to run the football. Garrett is just deciding we're just going to beat your guys with our guys. And I'm like, that's not how running the football works. Like that's like that's like that, that that's like trying to say to me, you know what? We're gonna have LeBron James against Shaquille O'Neal in five on five every single time. You know, LeBron isn't gonna try and take advantage of some mismatches here and there. He's not gonna try and dribble, penetrate, and kick out the ball. Like he he's not going to use his other teammates in other ways of winning. He's just gonna bang his head against the absolute monster that is Shaquille O'Neal. By the way, in his prime. Like, no, like, LeBron is smarter than that. He's going to try and find ways to get around Shaq and tire this dude out before he tries to attack because that is intelligent basketball. This, what the Dallas Cowboys have been doing all season is unintelligent and uncreative and just stupid. It's like, no, this is this is not good head coaching. This is not good coaching. This is terrible schematics. And, and it's like, dude, like, I mean, you, you can't get away with this stuff forever, man. Cannot get away. I hope that a, that a team in the NFC East, they pick his ass up. I hope it's the Giants. I really hope it's the Giants. I cannot wait for some for Jane Slater or some somebody who defends Garrett to go on national television and explain this one. That's going to be so much fun to me. That's going to be more fun than anything else. Mm, mm, mm. I gotta watch this Skip Bayless thing. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere. He throws Zeke's jersey in the trash again. Let me see it again. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Throw that Zeke jersey in the trash, Skip. <laughs> he throws the cowboy hat in the trash again. Oh, and then he walks away. He walks away. Oh my god, that's that's funny. Oh my god. <sighs> awesome, 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 awesome. Mm. I mean, is there anything else to say? Anything else to say about uh, this head coach? Anything that has not already been said a billion times before? Um, no, I don't think so. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to get serious here. I'm going to tone it down. 
gonna start stop laughing. Gonna stop. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been pretty much just going on rants, having a lot of fun for like the past 35 minutes. I'm not mad. I'm not even disappointed. I'm pretty happy because it's like it's like going from a dorky, dinky. You know how like you know that girl that thinks that she's hot and she treats everybody like shit because she has low self esteem, right? She thinks she's hot. She's really not. She's actually below average when it comes to the looks department, but she treats everybody like shit in this fake front of high self-esteem, right? Like she's like, I love myself. I love my, you know, I love, I love who I am. And it's like, you love being a terrible person. Really? All right. Like it's like Jason Garrett's like that. He's the, he's the girl that thinks she's hot and really is not and treats everybody like they're garbage, but nobody wants to be a dick, right? Nobody wants to be like, nobody wants to ruin her self-esteem, right? Nobody wants to be like, you're a pretty terrible person. I don't really like you. Nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to be rude to her, right? So you're just going to roll your eyes whenever she makes some kind of off-the-cuff remark. You're not really going to steal her thunder, whatever. You're just going to let her be because you got more important fits to fry. It's like dating that girl for like 10 years and then moving on to a supermodel that gets along well with your family, that absolutely laughs at your jokes, even if they're terrible, that you get along with great and that you can see a future with. It's like she's a supermodel. It's like you've obviously upgraded. And she's not snarky. She's not rude. She's a nice person to hang around with. You know? She's kind of like, you know, she's a friend, but she's also a girl that, you know, know, I mean, mean, come on. She's a supermodel. She looks like a supermodel, right? That's essentially what Lincoln Riley is or whoever is going to be the next head coach. I'm getting a strong vibe that it could be Lincoln Riley. I've been wrong before. I think it's going to be him. I think they're, I think Dallas may call up Urban. They may try and get Lincoln. I hope they get Lincoln. I think he's a better fit. But man, to go out with such a poetic justice moment where he cannot beat yet again another team that he lost to in 2013, six years later, Still can't beat divisional rivals. Everybody's like, he fares well in divisional games. Dallas Cowboy fans are like, this dude stinks. He stinks up the joint. He just stinks. Oh my God. This is fantastic. And everybody's going to lose their, you know what? They're going to lose their shit. They're going to be like, oh my God. The Dallas Cowboys, they suck. You do realize we're upgrading, right? Like he's done. It's over with. It's over with. He is gone. Adios. That's what I got to say to Garrett. He's gone. I absolutely love it. I cannot wait to see who we get in the offseason. It better be Lincoln. It better be Urban. It better be somebody who I just named Urban or Lincoln. Please do not. Like, I, I remember some people were like, well, Chris Richard should be the head coach. Really? You like what he did last season against the Rams? How about this season? You like the defense? The defense was the best part of the team last season. It's easily been the worst. You like what 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 he's done in Dallas? Because I hate it. I think he should be gone next year. As a matter of fact, not should be. I think he will be gone with Rod Marinelli. Turned our free safety into a pro bowler, but... 
When his defense needs to show up in big moments and big times and make big plays, guess what? They crumble, kind of like Carson Wentz does. Don't worry, Carson Wentz will get his day in court. Don't worry, don't you worry. Everybody's going to start, I, I kid you not, today everybody's going to go on their soliloquies, on their rants, they're going to start sucking him off. I'm like, okay, all right. When he lets you down again, I don't want to hear it. Now. It is, it's midnight, and I have, I kid you not, I I literally left out this afternoon, and I said this pretty ironically enough, I said this when I was casting the Sunday night football games, I said like, I'll be back in like 24 hours, Uh, I'm I'm not wrong, (laughs) like I'm I'm not wrong, I'm like, I, I drove for like a couple of hours, like 10 hours or something like that, I drove for 10 hours, and then I drove, um, I pretty much drove to and from Texas. I picked up a family member. We just returned like at 11 o'clock. It's now 12 o'clock right now. We had to get settled in. Uh, nice of my my dad to get me some tamales. Talked about it on the podcast. He was listening. He's like, son, I'm going to get you some tamales. Talked about it all, all week long last week. I'm going to get you some tamales. Thanks, dad. On the halfway trip. So I'm going to be eating. He got me three dozen, by the way. I ate some tamales this week, some turkey tamales, but they came in a plastic bag. They tasted good, but I'm like, I don't like eating things out of a plastic. I don't like eating, like, dinner out of a plastic bag, you know? It was weird. It wasn't a brown paper bag. It wasn't like they were wrapped in tinfoil. They were literally sealed in some type of compartment container. Like, you got to sell them. Like, the, like I think the, the place that I bought them, it's like a chain restaurant that has their tamales in stores, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, like, dude, I, like, you better freaking unwrap that crap, and serve them to me, and put them in a tin, some tin foil, and then serve them to me in, uh, in, uh, in a, in a brown paper bag, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, the, the brown paper bag, man, is everything, either, uh, the brown paper bag, man, you cannot, and it was, it wasn't like, you know, a, a plastic bag, like, I cannot explain it, but it was sealed, it was like they were pretty much frozen, or something like that, I'm like, I get it. Some tamales they are frozen, but this is different. It was like, it's, it, it was like I was eating beef jerky or something like. That. I'm like, I expect my tamales to be a little bit more fresher than that. I love it when they put them in the brown paper bag. They got them sealed up tight. I had some great tamales fresh off the presses. Put them in a brown paper bag for me. Just I mean, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Mm. Pass is working. They throw it on first and ten. They get like a couple yards. They get, I mean, the offense is flowing. Ladies and gentlemen, as much as people love to say, well, they got to run the football, I, I disagree. I think I think you're a balanced offense. I think you have Zeke. I think you have Dak. I mean, he has 4,500 yards this season, and in the last couple of games, he really hasn't had that great of a season. Or not great of a season, great of uh, a last couple of games. So they run it again on first down, and Zeke gets stuffed in the backfield. Like, to everybody who's like, Zeke, 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 you want to run it with Zeke? It's like, do you really want to run it on first down? Because it's not working, like, at all. And it's been proven to not work. Like, I don't get it whenever people are like, yeah, let's run it with Zeke all the time. He needs to run, like, 30-plus times a game. And I'm like, he has negative yards and he's rushed four times. And guess what? It's second and 14. So guess what Dallas is going to do? They're going to pass it because they're behind the line of scrimmage. And Jason Witten, who I think may retire this offseason, by the way, dropped a touchdown. Not a touchdown pass. A pass that would have given him like, 
Like 10 yards. It's like, it's weird. It's like, I can pretty much narrate this entire game for you. The Dallas Cowboys, they fall behind early because they don't drive the football down the field. And then Dak, they, they fall behind the chains and then Dak has to bail them out and people drop passes and all that good stuff. Third and 14. Second quarter, by the way. We're not going to watch the entire game. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been up. I've been up since like 8 o'clock. So it's about the time I've been up. I mean, 8, 9 o'clock yesterday. Something like that. So it is, uh, it is about time to go to sleep. But man... I'm not going to lie to you. After the game was over, I was checking like Twitter and I was checking uh, Google just to make sure Jason Garrett didn't get fired after the football game. I was so happy. I still am. Mm, mm, mm. Got to play this James Slater quote, man. It's so good. They they respect him in the locker. They respect him in the locker room. They respect him so much. They respect him. They love him. Let's hear what she has to say again. I'm, I, I would keep him devil that I would know if I'm those guys. Jones keep him around they respect him too but I think they just haven't had a better candidate I mean show me someone better that the Cowboys would potentially go after I'd rather go with the devil that I know if I'm those guys <laughs> devil that you know devil that you know I mean listen devil that you don't know devil, get find Jesus is finding Jesus an option why isn't finding Jesus an option? I never got that that saying. Devil that I know over the devil that I don't. How about finding Jesus? My goodness. Why does everything have to be so doom and gloom? Find you some Jesus. So pretty much I was right about uh, every other prediction, though. Ironically. <laughs> Ironically enough, um, I thought the Colts versus the Panthers, I didn't really care about the Bengals. They lost to the Dolphins today, 38-35. to Do you care? I don't. Uh, after the Titans put up a pretty fantastic start, they they fluttered away. They filtered it away. I don't know what the term is. 38-28, um, upset alert. 16-10, Jets against the Steelers. Well, did I predict that game or did I? I, I don't know. But um, I thought that even with like a third or a fourth. And you know what? I, I don't know what I predicted. I'll just say that uh, I thought that the Steelers were going to lose to the Jets. Or no, not lose, beat the Jets even though they had a third or fourth round guy. I don't know. What were Darnold's numbers? They had Mason Rudolph and Delvin Hodges, but Hodges had two touched, two interceptions, man. Like, Jesus, I think he's, I think those guys are going to be out or career backups. They're either going to be out of the league or career backups. Ravens versus Browns, 31-15. Come on, Ravens. Uh, Falcons versus uh, Jaguars, nobody cares, especially against the Giants versus Washington, ain't nobody cares, Lions versus Broncos, uh uh-uh, Raiders, they did beat the Chargers today, Cardinals, oh, finally, 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 I think everybody overlooked this game, the Cardinals have been my, my team, my darling I have been trying to pick this team in the right week week to predict an upset. A broken clock is right twice a day, and I am right once this season. Finally, I predicted the upset. I'm like, I knew that they were going to upset a team that they should not upset, 
inevitably because they have a great quarterback. Sorry, did you hear the news? He's a pretty good quarterback. That guy, uh, what's his face? Kyler Murray? You know who he is. That kid? I just had it. Frick, I apologize. Where is it? Here it is. Just had it. 27 to 13. Wow. 27 to 13. Murray. 11 for 18. 118 yards. One touchdown. Brett Hundley had to come in because they were beating the Seahawks so badly. It says 27 to 13. Seahawks only scored seven points in the first quarter. Then they only scored six in the fourth. Kenyon Drake had 166 yards on 24 carries. Even Kyler Murray, he got he got a little bit in on this on on the rushing. Six for 40. Oh my goodness! I'm telling you, man, that Murray, he's something special. He is something special. He only had 118 yards, but it was more than enough yards to beat the Seahawks. Part of the NF, we'll go over the standings in a second. Obviously, the Cowboys, they went down to the Eagles. You know how happy I am about that. It tickles me pink to see the Eagles uh, beat the Cowboys. We'll see how good Carson Wentz is in the playoffs when he actually has to go up against a well uh, head coach team in either the 49ers or the Vikings, by the way. Yeah, good luck with that, Wentz. 26 of 30, uh, 26 uh, points to three against the Bears. Mahomes, 23 of 33, 251 yards, two touchdowns. Mitchell Trubisky, 18 of 34, 154 yards. I bet everybody in Chicago is wishing that they had uh, Mahomes over Trubisky. But hey, you know, that's how the game goes. They only scored three points. Jesus Christ, three points? Wow. Packers versus Vikings today for the division, essentially, or at least a spot in contention for the division. Listen, we'll go over the divisions right now. Eagles are obviously leading the NFC East. I don't think they're going to lose to the Giants, potentially. Well, you know what? They could feel themselves. They could lose. Dallas could go to the playoffs still, but it's going to be embarrassing if they do. It's not going to be impressive at all. Uh, the Eagles, they could go, the, the Eagles, they're, I, I, I don't care about the NFCs. I don't care. They're going to be, whoever goes to the playoffs, they're going to be booted out in the first round. I'm not, I don't care about the division. NFC West, uh, because the, the Seahawks, they lost, they're now one game behind the 49ers. So the 49ers, they picked up a game. Everybody was expecting the Cardinals to get their rear ends whipped by the Seahawks. I was like, finally, I predicted the freaking upset of the week. 49ers are one, Seahawks are two, but both have secured a spot in the playoffs <clears throat> with 49ers leading the division 12 to 3, 12 uh, 12 wins, 3 losses, Seahawks 11 and 4, Packers 11 and 3 leading the division. The division gets decided tomorrow, I think, or it gets tied up tomorrow. We'll see. Saints they've clinched the division, they've secured their spot in the playoffs. Interestingly enough, the Bucks at 7 and 8 are the second team in the NFC South. But we saw how badly Jameis Winston played yesterday. How badly did he play? I think he had three or four interceptions. It got to the point where I was like, dude, I don't even want to watch this football game. 
they aren't even showing his interceptions on on the game log. He had 335 yards, 25 or 48, one touchdown. He was terrible that game. I think he had like three or four. It was god awful to watch that football game. AFC Patriots, they're 12 to 3. Bills, 10 and 5. <sighs> Didn't I tell you that the Bills stunk it up? Chiefs, they've clinched their division. Ravens, they've clinched their division. And the one seed. Oh, by the way, they clinched the conference as well. The Texans, they have also clinched their division as well. There's some other teams in play. I think uh, the, the Bills, they've secured their spot in the wild seed. Um, if I had to, oh yeah, uh, Titans and Steelers, they're tied up for pretty much who's going to go to the wild seed, but if I had to pick right now, who do the Steelers got to play next week? If it's the Ravens, oh God, <laughs> you know what? They could catch a lucky break by getting the Ravens because the, the Titans, they got to play hard against the, the Texans just to get a shot at going to the playoffs. So we'll see what happens to the Titans this uh, next week, but man, Steelers versus Steelers versus Ravens—that's going to be an interesting game. Titans versus Texans—that's going to be an interesting game. I think we got the playoff picture. I think what the Ravens are going to do is they're going to rest Jackson. They're going to rest Ingram. I think they're going to play soft. The Steelers—they got a shot. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Ravens—they don't necessarily play hard. Maybe they just kind of go out there and. BS. I it, they they get a shot at doing. They get a, they get the opportunity to do it. It doesn't matter to me. But um, I I think Tennessee may. Eh, I don't know. They go up against Houston. That's a tough question. Ask me later on in the week. Um, but I think in the NFC, I don't care about the NFC East. I think the 49ers and the Seahawks. They're going. Uh, Packers, Vikings. They're also going. So we got the wild seed. It's only the NFC East that's undecided right now. Of course it is. I'm <laughs> like, of, of of course it's undecided. Anything else? I know this is kind of a short podcast. It kind of was designed that way because I'm I'm uberly tired right now. Let me take a swig of my water. I've been going for like an hour. All right. So, it's over with. Um, He's gone. The devil that we know is now 100% gone in Dallas. I would not be surprised if he got ran out of Dallas. Not going to be surprised. No. um, Listen. I I, I don't get it. I... uh, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, everybody, everybody's ta- talking about it. Everybody's talking, like, I, I'm, I literally have Yahoo Sports, USA Today, Bleacher Report, the Dallas Morning News, the Spun, no idea what that is. Fan-sided, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Sporting News, the New York Times. Everybody's talking about how this dude's gone after this season. Let me see which one is. So the Dallas Morning News, I'm going to read this article. I'm going to skim through it. Oh, yeah, here's one that's interesting. Des Bryant annihilates Jason Garrett on Twitter after latest Cowboys loss. Let me me see what Des... Why don't I just... I don't want to go to the article. Let's just freaking pull up his Twitter. 
I'm like, I don't have to go to the freaking article. I can just go to his freaking Twitter and look at the actual tweets myself. Oh, I love it. I love what I, I, I just saw a glimpse of what he tweeted. I will save. I will save this. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> I just saw Antonio Brown. What the fuck is this? Hold on. Hold on. What is this? Antonio Brown is like in a mansion with some money on the floor and hot girls in like underwear right now, right, right behind him. Like, what the fuck was that? I'm like, what was that? All right. So we'll save Des Bryant's tweets. Oh my God. Um, for later, for a couple of seconds. Three coaches of the Cowboys will target. We'll see what they say. So this is the Dallas Morning News. Jason Garrett's resume is filled with big game losses late in the year. Sunday at Philly was the worst one yet. They're probably going to mention against a team that surrendered 38 to Minnesota, blah, blah, blah. I don't know in what mathematical series 9 follows 44, but that was the case for Dallas, which now has to hope for the Giants to beat Philadelphia in order to have a backdoor. This wasn't the end of Garrett because there's another game, blah, blah, blah. In its own inept way, this was the worst. This was a game against an Eagles offense so lacking in quality weapons that Carson Wentz had to pull miracles out of his pocket to complete 31 passes for 319 yards in a game of keep away with the Cowboys secondary that decent quarterbacks inevitably win. Garrett was at his worst, not only in having a team so ill-prepared that it took a 10-0 shot to the mouth in the opening quarter from which it never recovered. He was still at his worst afterward, talking about mistakes to clean up, having eyes forward for Washington and all the rest of his nonsense. This is, by the way, a reporter. Thank God that this person laid into Jason Garrett. You couldn't honestly tell if his team had just lost a preseason game or one in which it was favored to wrap up a divisional title. We don't control our destiny anymore. We don't control our destiny anymore. But we do control our opportunity. We'll get back in there, clean up this game, keep our eyes forward, and do our part to finish the season right away. Gag. That's literally in the article. At best, the Cowboys will finish 8-8. Eight and eight. That's so far removed from the right way. It's painful to listen to the man, but while you're counting the days or hours until Jones starts the unofficial coaching search, remove that idea you might have held that the next coach must hang on to parts of Jason Garrett's staffs. No, they do not. I, I 100% agree. Who, who is this person? Who wrote this article? This is fantastic. Tom Cal, Cal Who is this guy? Tom Kalashaw. I like whoever this guy is. Who is he? Let me see his Twitter. Tom Cowlishaw sold sporting goods with Drew Pearson and interviewed Southside Johnny in the 70s, but a long downhill slide ever since. Completely agree, Tom Cowlishaw. I like this article. I like this dude. Great article. I gotta shout him out. Let me see. The Cowboy, hold on. At best, da 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 
The Cowboys' defense has been a mess for much of the season. Add Sunday to the list of games with zero takeaways, with no big stops at the crucial moment. And as for the former player, former boy wonder Kellen Moore, the Cow. By the way, I don't think it was on Kellen Moore. I thought it was mostly on Garrett. The Cowboys found a way to lose to an Eagles team that had never stopped Ezekiel Elliott by not really making them stop Ezekiel Elliott. Quarterback Dak Prescott talked about the Eagles rendering them one-dimensional, and Garrett said, blah, 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 blah. Bear in mind that Elliott was blah, 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 blah. If this was an Eagles team that bore some resemblance to the Super Bowl champs of two years ago, a tough December loss here would be understandable. Instead, it's a wounded team that lost to Miami three weeks ago. We don't have a whole lot of bodies blah, 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 did the Cowboys, but we did everything we could, did the Cowboys, did the coaching staff, did the organization with all four NFC teams kicking off at 3-25 Sunday, the final week is all about hoping to beat Washington, climbing to 8-8 and crossing fingers for a Giants win over the Eagles, that's not a storybook ending like the one Jones said he was seeking a few weeks ago, that's a stupid ending for a team with underachieving talent, making sure Garrett doesn't preside over another December like this is the first step towards fixing things. But don't worry if most of his staff gets swept up in the wave. Three coaches to target. The Cowboys will target this offseason. Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley, Josh McDaniels. Why Josh McDaniels? I don't know. I think he would be a great OC, not a great head coach. But for the love of Christ, get somebody who can actually freaking head coach. Des Bryant is is tweeting about I love me some Des. He, I love me some Des Bryant. I really, really want, I really, really want him back in Dallas. He, he tweeted this. He, he's responding to somebody. You think a loss today means a Jason Garrett firing this week? Des, Des has been saying exactly what I've been thinking all week long. And I was watching and I was waiting and I was like, they're probably not going to release him this year until the season is over with. Des said after somebody, uh, somebody asked him, "Do you think they're going to fire Jason Garrett?" Des honestly said, "Nope." Because if they lose, they still have a chance. And Jerry will keep that door open until it's shut. This is why I was like so, like, even I was like, just get rid of him. Just bite the bullet. Take the loss. Come on. Just get him out of Dallas. The whole reason why I've been hoping that they would lose today, technically yesterday, because it's 1231 in the morning. The reason why I was like, I hope they lose today is because it shuts the door. There's th- like there's no reason for them not to beat this pathetic Philadelphia Eagles team. They lost to the pathetic freaking freaking Bears, the Bills. They lost to the Minnesota Vikings when they should have beaten them. They lost to the Eagles, and they also lost to the Jets. That's five ones right there that you probably could have won and easily been one of the top seeds, one of the top teams in the NFC. Instead, you lose to all those teams in horrific fashion. Great-ass release, Tavon, blah, blah, blah. Crazy thing Washington and and New York has turned up this past couple of weeks. Next weekend will be some great football. Somebody give this man a TV gig, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Oh, this is interesting. Somebody asked him, if Cowboys offered a deal to you, would you come back? Yep. 
for next year. Train real hard. Be a deadly weapon in the red zone. If not, I'll try to see what's up with these teams. New Orleans, New England, Baltimore, Kansas City. He, he by the way, had a long-term, uh, like a two, three-year, maybe four-year deal with Baltimore that was up in the air. I'm like, it's looking pretty good now, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, that, that New England, not that New England deal. What's that called? That uh, That Baltimore deal looks pretty good. So yeah, pretty much what I suspected about Antonio Brown that he pretty much lives in a house with a bunch like I can't I'm not gonna lie to you. Dude, I can see their pussies. <laughs> like they're they're leaving nothing. Hold on, hold on. Let me mute this. Oh, sorry, sorry for that. I should have muted it. Let me see this shit. Like they're wearing see through underwear. Like I can, I can literally see everything oh my god (laughs) like oh my god man what why what is antonio brown doing right now holy smokes it's the antonio brown video that like irritates you jesus christ Jerry Jones really allowed Jason Garrett to waste the primes of Tony Romo, Des Bryant. I completely agree with that. I'm keeping it all the way 100,000 right now. You knew this very early in my career. I'm sorry. I'm just stating facts. I know exactly what football is, and I know how it's supposed to be played. CJ, you kind of crushed me with this one because you spoke a fact. Yeah. Jason Garrett wasted Tony's time. He wasted Dez's time. He wasted my time. I knew this early in my very early in my career, right? So what Des Des is saying right now is he's saying he knows CJ Vogel. This is this is some random guy on Twitter. Uh, he said that Jerry Jones wasted Tony and Des, and and he and Des just said he knew that he was wasting his talent early on, early on, ladies and gentlemen, early on. Probably in one of those eight and eight seasons where they just they just didn't. They just didn't do anything. You got the number one offense in the NFL, the best defense since the 90s. It's no more scapegoats. Because remember, he was a scapegoat one year. Even though I thought the team should have moved off of him because, you know, for Dak Prescott's sake, and obviously they got Amari. Like, I think I think the Dez move was overall a great move. I don't think that he helped Dak Prescott as much as Amari Cooper has helped him. Like, he's had two years of Dez, two years of Amari. Which one is better? Okay, then. But I would like to see him in Dallas. But he, uh, he, he's got he's to show me something, man. He's got to show that he, can, that he can come in and be better. Y'all lead the league in drops and missed field goals. That is Garrett's fault. The emotional aspect of the game is just as important as the physical. That's what he tweeted out. Good players can't overcome... Bad coaching, Bill Belichick. When Belichick was asked by Chris Burnham after the game to basically admit his coaching is great, he said, Boomer, players win games. We have a lot of great players. Randy Moss replied, players can't win if they don't have good coaching, to which Belichick replied, they can't overcome bad coaching. I know that. Sorry if I'm reposting this pick, but this says a lot. Blah, blah, blah. The clapping clown has got to go now. Man, the world. By the way, Des Bryant retweeted that whole quote thing. Man, the world got to Garrett. 
so hard he tried his hardest not to clap that let alone let me know he's out of it. Is it possible the talent on this team is just not what we thought it it was? Unfortunately, coaching has been awful for sure. Arguably more, this is Des replying to somebody, arguably more talented than any team in the league. This is the new age of, this is the new age NFL. Every guy not meant to be plugged in a system because it can't, because if you can't adjust, you kind of doomed. Then he just talks about the, the Patrick Mahomes thing. Oof. I love this. And by the way, uh, they're, they're showing Patrick Mahomes. Hold on. Let me mute this. They're showing Patrick Mahomes counting. He's in Chicago. Oh, he did him dirty. He's in Chicago right now. They drafted Mitchell Trubisky over Mahomes, and he's counting on his fingers. He's counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm the tenth round. I'm the tenth draft pick in the first round. Shh, bitch, please. What was the interesting quote? It was the Bill Belichick. I I constantly I I don't quote this as much. There's another version of that same quote: "Good players can't overcome bad coaching." Uh, there's that Bill. There's another version of that exact same quote: um, good, uh, "Players win games, coaches lose them." Let me try and find that quote. It should. It's just it's just such a fantastic quote, and everybody wanted to give him. Everybody in the media wanted to give this dude a pass. Like, all right, all right, you guys, you guys want to do that? All right. Let me see this. Let me see this. Let me try and find it. Blah, blah, blah. This is hilarious. I love Bill Belichick. The only thing I can cheer for in Philadelphia is the national anthem. I love that. Let me try and find. I'm just like, I'm just like trying to speed read through some of it. I don't think like it's it's literally a bunch of like deflate uh, a bunch of deflate gate quotes. Eh, I'm not finding it. I'm trying to find it. I'm not I'm not that fast of a reader. I'm probably not going to find it here. find it hold on (laughs) 
It's like I, I reference this quote sometimes, but it's like. I, I always like reference this quote, but I can never find it. I can't freaking find it. I can't find it. I apologize. That was a huge waste of time. But yeah, Bill Belichick, he 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 has great quotes. And I always I always reference this, man. And I've been and I haven't been saying this enough. I'm going to say this now. The sole reason why the Cowboys have been losing some of the not some of these games, but most of the games they've been losing, man, it's because of that dude, the head coach, man. Like some of these losses I look at I look at like a great example of poor coaching is the Brett Maher situation. It took them a year and a half to move off of a bad kicker. And move off and, and it's like they, they get one dude, run random dude off the street, and he's hitting field goals like it's nobody's business. Like Forbath was the only dude that was hitting field goals. And some people are gonna say, Well, he was hitting thirty yarders, thirty yard field goals. And it's like, yeah. But guess who was missing 30-yard field goals, right? There's a difference in missing chip shots and missing 60-yarders. And it's like, I remember, I remember, and he made, he made, what's his face? Garrett made some of the stupidest coaching decisions I've ever seen in my entire life. Like some of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my entire life where I'm literally watching the team play and I'm like, like, I'm watching them play and I'm like, why, why did he just attempt a 60 yarder within the first half? And then he doesn't attempt that same 60 yarder in the second half. Like I just, yeesh, man, I just don't get it. Good players can't overcome bad coaching. Exactly right. Dallas could not overcome the horrific coaching of, of Jason Garrett. And I don't really feel that bad for him. And I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the podcast, 24th podcast. I'm not going to delay it anymore. It it is mid, it's it's almost one o'clock in the morning. I'm going to watch another episode of The Witcher. I'm going to wake up a little bit late tomorrow. Today, it's, it's... Like, I'm going to wake up late tomorrow today. I, I, I don't know how this freaking thing goes. I'm going to have a very, very short podcast because I am so underprepared for tomorrow's podcast. It's going to be about video games. What is it going to be about? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. But I will also be casting Monday Night Football. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm dog-ass tired. Listen, pause the music. Some people, they're going to troll. They're going to see, well, you mad, 24. You mad. Nope. Not mad at all. Very, very ecstatic for this season to finally be fucking over. I cannot believe it. Like, I'm I'm just just happy that this season is over with, that I don't have to stress about this dude anymore, that he absolutely closed the door for this season, and that he absolutely ruined a perfectly good season, and I cannot believe that anyone would make any, that anyone made any excuses for him 
not after, but during the season. I can't believe it. It's obvious that he's a horrible head coach. Good luck to whoever gets him next season. I I, I would almost bet some money that a team's going to get him on the free hand uh, on the on the theory that he's still got some coaching left in him. What coaching does he have left? Again, Des Bryant. We heard it today, ladies and gentlemen. We heard it today. Des was like, "Listen, bro. Like, I knew this guy early on in my career wasn't going to contribute to us winning." Des knew that early on. What the hell does that say about this dude now? Play the song. We're going to end it here. This has been 24's Podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire interwebs. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be back uh, tomorrow morning again to have that first video gaming podcast because I don't talk about video games at all on this podcast. And then we'll be back on Monday Night Football, I think, for Monday Night Football. We'll be casting Vikings versus Packers. We'll also be talking about playoff pictures and matchups and stuff like that, all that good stuff, because the playoff picture is pretty much made by tomorrow afternoon, 24 hours later. But I will not be back 24 hours later. I will be back after Monday Night Football is over. Until my next podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to be smiling. Not not take a nap. I'm going to be watching The Witcher. I'm going to be going to sleep. I'm going to be celebrating we into the early morning, and I... We'll be back. I hope you will, too. Until my next podcast, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time.